3: This morning, COVID breach urgent tracing underway across Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland after an infected woman took a road trip fleeing lockdown. Warning shots fired. Scott Morrison lands an ally with Japan, echoing calls to tackle Chinese economic coercion. Southeast Chill, a blistering cold snap, knocks out power and triggers flooding across Victoria as Queensland sees snow flurries. And at Townsville Walloping, the Blues clinched the State of Origin opener with the biggest winning margin in history.
4: This is 7 News with Edwina Bartholomew.
3: Good morning, New South Wales has torn apart Queensland in a record-breaking win in the State of Origin opener. Led by three tries from Tom Trebojevic, the Blues dominated from start to finish to record their biggest ever win over the Maroons.
0: A dazzling display put on for Origin's first ever trip to regional Australia. Welcome to Townsville. But there were omens early for the home side. Christian Welch ruled out with a head knock, so Tommy Turbo turned on the Jets.
2: Tommy Turbo he gets the first try of the match.
0: Nathan Cleary was up for a fight, but it was a Panthers teammate stealing the spotlight. Moe Awaker faces a one-game ban for a late hit in the process. Minutes later, Brian To'o made it 2-0. It's He's gone in again! Kurt Capewell gave the Maroons fans something to cheer, 20-6 at the break. But that was the last bit of joy they'd feel as the men in blue turned an ambush into a bloodbath. Five unanswered second-half tries for the visitors, only the second time they've hit 50 points. The Blues keeping up the effort right to the final whistle. He will see that as the play of the night. 50-6 the final score, the Maroons' pride well and truly crushed, now needing a miracle to
5: save the series. Oh, I know the scoreline reflects pretty poorly upon us, but the reality is it is only 1-0 and there's two games to go.
0: James Manton, 7 News.
3: Three states are on COVID alert after a 44-year-old woman tested positive to COVID after an interstate road trip spanning 1,800 kilometres. The woman and her partner fled the Melbourne lockdown last Tuesday. They drove north into New South Wales, stopping at Gillenbar, Forbes, Dubbo, Moree, crossing the border into Queensland, visiting Toowoomba and venues on the Sunshine Coast before testing positive. Could well have been infectious while she was travelling through New South Wales. She has been out and about in the Sunshine Coast since she arrived on the 5th of June. People are being asked to check the exposure venues on their state health websites. Three people have been caught trying to flee to New Zealand from Victoria to attend a funeral. The bubble between Australia and New Zealand remains in place, but travel from Victoria has been paused after the outbreak began last month. The trio drove from Melbourne to Sydney before flying to Auckland. They were stopped at the border and immediately transferred to hotel quarantine. They've all tested negative so far. Melbourne's lockdown will lift at midnight tonight, but the city faces a long road back to normality. The tough restrictions will ease, but new rules will be enforced. Residents can't travel more than 25 kilometres from home, with a long weekend away certainly off the cards. Family gatherings are only allowed outdoors with a maximum of 10 people. Home visits are still considered too risky.
0: We've been surprised on a day-by-day basis uh, around what can uh, emerge and we have to recognise that it, it remains a reasonably volatile situation.
3: Restaurants, bars and cafes will open but gyms remain closed. Masks will only be mandatory inside. On the eve of the G7 summit in the UK, Australia has secured an important ally in its battle against trade sanctions from China. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra. Morning to you Rob. Japan says it's also worried about China's coercive practices.
5: It is, yes, Eddie, declaring that it will stand with Australia against China as it continues to aggressively assert itself as a growing superpower. Now, that pledge came after a call between Foreign Minister Maurice Payne and Defence Minister Peter Dutton and their Japanese counterparts, in which they called out Beijing's destabilising behaviour in the region. Japan has also vowed to back Canberra in its ongoing fight against China's trade strikes on Australian exports, now worth around $20 billion. That, as Scott Morrison slammed China's economic coercion during a major foreign policy speech ahead of the G7 summit. The PM rallying world leaders calling for an overhaul of the World Trade Organisation to stop Beijing's bullying tactics. We very much need to be there because there is a lot at stake for Australia,
2: for our region and indeed for the world. We are living in a time of great uncertainty, not seen, I believe, since the 1930s outside of wartime.
5: Now, while he is likely to find more support for that at the G7, the Prime Minister will be somewhat of a loner when it comes to action on climate change, already ruling out any new commitments to reach net zero emissions by 2050, saying he's more focused on the how, not the when. Eddie?
3: Thank you very much, Rob. A man's been shot dead in the middle of a street near Newcastle. Dozens of police, including Polair, responded to reports of a gunshot in Stockton around 8 o'clock last night. A man's body was found on Queen Street and a crime scene was set up. Forensic police are now investigating. It's not yet known if it's related to Operation Ironside. That, of course, is the global sting. Nabbing thousands of criminals and police will speak later on this case this morning. Queenslanders could witness their very own winter wonderland as a polar blast brings the possibility of snow to the southern parts of the state. Snow chasers are flocking to the Granite Belt on the New South Wales border as temperatures plummet to zero degrees. Further south, Victoria is bracing for a day of damaging winds and flooding, with regional Gippsland copping the brunt of it.
2: This uh, severe
3: weather event is all linked to a low-pressure system over the Tasman Sea. In New South Wales, the Arctic chill has delivered the first dumping of snow with 50 centimetres expected to fall in the next few days. Sydney's historic Bondi Beach Public School will be closed for the rest of the week after a fire in a classroom caused major damage. The blaze broke out yesterday afternoon. Around 130 children who were in the school grounds at the time were evacuated by staff. So
2: the damage uh, is mainly confined to the uh, double classroom. There's significant damage to the double classroom. There's smoke and heat damage to the rest of the building, a bit of water damage.
3: Two police officers were treated at the scene for smoke inhalation. It will be take two today in the Ben Robert Smith defamation suit with a decorated soldier unable to take the stand yesterday after a last-minute pause in the case due to new information. Instead, it was a separate case involving the war veteran that garnered attention.
4: Primed and ready to have his say.
5: First day in the stand today. Are you still feeling confident about this? Very much looking forward to telling my side of the story, mate. I mean, it's time to set the record straight. And that'll happen today, you think? Well.
4: But his much-anticipated moment in court didn't happen. The defamation case adjourned due to the release of newly declassified defence documents. Instead, a separate case took the front seat upstairs. Action Ben Robert Smith is taking against his ex-wife. The judge in that case, raising concerns over media reports the decorated SAS soldier was in a relationship with a member of his own legal team, Monica Allen. If the relationship is anything other than a purely professional relationship, I want to know why that wasn't disclosed. The reports about Ms Allen also run in Nine's newspapers, defendants in the defamation case, from Robert Smith Lawyers, claims of a setup. up I'm sorry, I have no
2: comment. She can't comment, but it'll be answered in court, and it's a deplorable slur. There's absolutely no truth attached to any of it, and um, it's a very bad way to treat a very talented uh, solicitor.
4: That case returns to court next Tuesday. The defamation suit is due to recommence this morning. Rachel Walker, Seven News.
3: South Australian police say an ABC logo on their shooting range wall is not a reflection of police views of the national broadcaster. A video posted on YouTube shows an officer shooting a machine gun seized as part of Operation Ironside, targeting organised crime. South Australia police say the wall with logos is there to replicate a realistic training environment. While the dangers of drinking during pregnancy are well known, the risks of consuming alcohol prior to conceiving are less clear. Now a new study has revealed that for women eager to have a baby, just a few drinks a week could really be hampering their chances.
1: Mum of two and fitness trainer Emma Bunting hoped her journey to motherhood would be a walk in the park. Everybody expects it's going to happen straight away and when it doesn't you wonder why. After a year of trying, success helped along by upping exercise and ditching the drinks. I cut down on a weekly basis and then maybe had one or two every now and then on a special occasion. A decision which could have made the difference, with a new study finding for every drink consumed per menstrual cycle, the likelihood of falling pregnant dropped. The analysis tracked the daily alcohol intake of over 400 women aged between 19 and 41 over four years. For moderate drinkers consuming between three and six drinks a week, the chance of conceiving dropped by 44%. For heavy drinkers, the odds plummeted by 61%. I was very surprised about the study, but it's really hard to be prescriptive in terms of how we manage alcohol consumption in the lead up to pregnancy. For hopeful mothers contemplating the occasional splurge. Binge drinking also diminished pregnancy prospects, with each day consuming five or more drinks, reducing the ability to conceive by up to 41%. If you've been trying for more than 12 months, it's important to see a fertility specialist for an assessment? I think it's something that everybody needs to be more aware of, for sure. Leonie Ryan, 7 News.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-Free Listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: One of Australia's most iconic and endangered species is getting a much needed helping hand. A new platypus rescue and rehabilitation centre will be established at Taronga Zoo to care for and shelter vulnerable animals. The RSPCA is contributing $600,000 towards the refuge and it's the first of its kind. Checking finance news for you now, the Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The Nasdaq is higher. In London, the FT100 fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Ords lost ground and the ASX200 also finished lower. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US dollars an ounce, oil is 70 US dollars a barrel the Aussie dollar is buying 77.36 US cents 84 Japanese yen and a dollar 7 New Zealand Prince Harry and wife Meghan are at the center of another war of words this time with Buckingham Palace and the BBC Harry has threatened the BBC with legal action after it quoted a palace source claiming he didn't ask the queen's permission to name his daughter Lilibet Harry quickly hit back, releasing a statement saying his grandmother was supportive of his choice of name and the couple wouldn't have used it if that wasn't the case. At least nine people have been killed in a freak accident in South Korea when a building collapsed onto a busy street. The five-storey building came crashing down. It was being demolished in the city of Gwangju. The debris fell on top of a bus which had stopped in traffic. Nine passengers died instantly, while eight others were pulled from the wreckage, suffering serious injuries. A US pharmacist has been jailed for three years after pleading guilty to tampering with hundreds of Moderna coronavirus vaccines. Stephen Brandenburg deliberately sabotaged 500 doses of the vaccine by removing vials from a clinic refrigerator. The 46-year-old said he sabotaged the vaccine because he didn't think coronavirus was real and believed the vaccine was harmful. Police dashcam has caught a highway patrol officer's life-saving response on a Californian freeway. The officer, who is a licensed paramedic, was called to help a mother whose baby was choking on a cherry. The officer calmly picks up the baby, slaps him on the back until the cherry is dislodged and the infant begins breathing normally again. The baby boy has amazingly fully recovered. Leaked tax files have revealed some of America's richest men have allegedly paid little to no income tax as their net worth skyrocketed. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Tim, some big household names are among those accused of being tax dodgers.
2: Uh, Morning, Eddie, yes. And they're not happy. Take Mike Bloomberg, for example, the former New York mayor who is on the list of 25 released. He says he'll leave no stone unturned to find out who leaked the information. It is an extraordinary leak and America's tax authority, the Internal Revenue Service, has also told the Senate here in the United States that it will begin an investigation into the leak. What does the leak show us? Well, documents uh, published by ProPublica, News outlet online show that the 25 wealthiest Americans across five years, 2014 to 2018, are paid roughly 16% tax. Now, that might sound not so bad on the surface. Problem is, over that period, it makes the point their wealth rose by $401 billion collectively and their effective rate of tax at the end of the day was about 3.4%. Some of them, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and others had years where they paid zero tax along the way for various reasons. Uh, So a lot of scrutiny now on the issue of how much tax America's wealthiest 25 pay. A similar argument has been had in Australia and uh, the Biden administration has also commented on its views in this regard.
5: Broadly speaking, we know that um, there is more to be done to ensure that corporations, individuals who are at the highest income are paying more of their fair share.
2: Lots of discussion about tax in the United States and also now an investigation into how the information was leaked. Eddie?
3: Yeah, better get your paperwork in order, Tim. Thank you for that. As he reported earlier in Sports News, New South Wales have stormed for a huge win in the State of Origin opener in Townsville. The visitors took the initiative from the opening whistle. Brian To'o scoring twice in his Origin debut on the wing. Nathan Cleary found himself battered and bruised as Tom Trevojevic dominated on the game's biggest stage, a first for a game in regional Queensland. Tommy Turbo scored three tries while Latrell Mitchell crossed twice as the Blues won 50-6, their biggest ever victory. Collingwood are on the hunt for a new coach after Nathan Buckley's shock exit from the club. Buckley was told of the club's decision on Monday, bringing to an end an almost 30-year affiliation as both player and coach.
5: I was going to be tapped at some stage, um, but there's, there's no doubt that this is the best thing for the football club.
3: Buckley will coach his last game against Melbourne on Monday's Queen's Birthday Clash. Patrick Dangerfield will play his first game since Round 5 for Geelong against Port Adelaide tonight. Rafael Nadal is a step closer to a 14th French Open title. The third seed shrugged off, dropping his first set of the tournament to Diego Schwartzman, winning through to the semi-finals. 17th seed Maria Sakkari reached the semi-finals, knocking out defending women's champ Iga Swiatek. She'll face Barbara Krejčíková, who beat who beat 17-year-old Coco Goff. All four women's semi-finalists are into a Grand Slam final four for the very first time. Taking a look at the weather around the country for you, a low will gradually weaken but remain slow-moving, causing strong winds to ease but still generate rain, small hail, and highland snow in New South Wales and Victoria. Rain will still be heavy in eastern Victoria and a low will dip south of WA with an associated trough triggering some showers there. Around the capitals for you now, as we've just heard, a cold snap is moving through the southeast. Sunny in Brisbane and 18 degrees. Showers in Sydney, a top of 13 there. A shower or two in Canberra and 10 degrees, starting on minus one. Rain easing but windy in Melbourne. Rain in Hobart and 13. Partly cloudy in Adelaide. Some showers around in Perth and 21 degrees. And sunny in Darwin with a top of 31. And that's seven early news for this Thursday, the 10th of June. I'm Edwina Bartholomew.